This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. There's so many are breaking traditions that are sacred the whole world around, seeking only for riches and pleasures. That's a freely in this life abound. What is still of the precious soul Bible is my comfort, my guide, and my stay. Oh, I guess I'm just a little old fashioned. What is still of the old fashioned way? Oh, I guess I'm just a little old-fashioned, but I still love the old-fashioned way. Lord, I care not for the world and its glory, or the life that is modern and gay. But I still love the songs about Jesus, and I still love the Bible so true. Oh, I guess I'm just a little old-fashioned, but my Savior was old-fashioned too. In this world that is doubting and changing, changing ways that are old for the new, there's a need for the old-time religion And the prayers of the Christian so true May the Savior who ruleth in heaven Hear the old-fashioned prayers that we pray May he keep us just a little old-fashioned For I still love the old-fashioned way Oh, I guess I'm just a little old-fashioned, but I still love the old-fashioned way. Lord, I care not for the world and its glory, or the life that is modern and gay. But I still love the songs about Jesus, and I still love the Bible so true. Oh, I guess I'm just a little old-fashioned, but my Savior was old-fashioned too. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall Cherubim and 
Welcome to this service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. I never know when you will be listening to these services, if you listen to them when they first download or sometime later, but as we record this service on a Thursday night, February 24th, it's the day that Russia has invaded Ukraine. My mind and heart is full of images of the bombing and the troops marching into different regions of Ukraine and the people of Ukraine reacting to that invasion. So I'd like to just begin with a prayer before I continue with my usual introduction. So would you pray with me, please? Gracious God, we think now of the people of Ukraine and of this invasion that is happening, and we pray for them as they wonder and worry, as the shells land around them, as the Russian intentions and uh, Putin's speeches all suggest that there is a long road ahead and that this invasion will impact their lives for a long time still. We Think of those who are hiding in shelters or those who are fleeing or those who are resigned, wondering what each new day will come. And God, I pray that you would give them courage and a sense of hope and with your presence, even the possibility of peace. We entrust that whole situation to you. We pray that your mighty spirit would be blowing through the nations and would even affect somehow Putin and the leaders of uh, the Russian military. We lift and leave it before you, and Jesus, we pray in your strong and powerful name. Amen. Well, thanks today to Debbie Tag and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Kathy Christensen, who will be reading our lessons and doing our children's message. Thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And again, thanks to each of you who are listening to this podcast. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio podcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell, and we want to thank the Winchells for their generosity. Just have one additional announcement that I'd like to put in at this time. Uh, We are beginning this coming Wednesday, March 2nd, a series of midweek Lenten services at Neighbors United in Christ Parish. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, and so there'll be the midweek Lenten service, and you'll also be offered the opportunity to do the imposition of ashes. Those services for the whole month of March will be at Trinity Lutheran, and there'll be a dinner that's offered from 5.30 to 6.30, and the service will be from 6.30 to 7 p.m. Again, that's through the whole month of March at Trinity Lutheran.
Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. This Sunday is Transfiguration Sunday. It's the Sunday between uh, Epiphany and the beginning of Lent. As you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a white cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen along as I read the Confession of Sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we've done and things we've failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then the promise of God's absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are all forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Please listen then as Jim and Debbie come and share some gathering songs with us. I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright, who will bear my light to them. Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord. If the Lord of wind and flame, I will tend the poor and lame, I will set a feast for them, my hand will save, finest bread I will provide, till their hearts be satisfied, I will give my life to If you leave me, 
Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for those beautiful songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. 
Holy God, mighty and immortal, you are beyond our knowing, yet we see your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Transform us into the likeness of your Son, who renewed our humanity so that we may share his divinity. Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll ask Kathy to come now and read our lessons and do our children's message. Kathy? The first reading comes from Exodus, the 34th chapter, beginning with verse 29. When Moses went down from Mount Sinai, carrying the Ten Commandments, his face was shining because he had been speaking with the Lord, but he did not know it. Aaron and all the people looked at Moses and saw that his face was shining, and they were afraid to go near him. But Moses called them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the community went to him, and Moses spoke with him. After that, all the people of Israel gathered around him, and Moses gave them all the laws that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. Whenever Moses went into the tent of the Lord's presence to speak to the Lord, he would take the veil off. When he came out, he would tell the people of Israel everything that he had been commanded to say, and they would see that his face was shining. Then he would put the veil back on until the next time he went to speak to the Lord. The psalm this morning is from Psalm 19, entitled, God, the Supreme King. The Lord is king and the people tremble. He sits on his throne above the wicked winged serpents and earth shakers. The Lord is mighty in Zion. He is supreme over all the nations. Everyone will praise his great and majestic name. Holy he is. Mighty King, you love what is right. You have established justice in Israel. You have brought righteousness and fairness. Praise the Lord our God, worship before his throne. Holy he is. Moses and Aaron were your priests. Samuel was the one who prayed to him. They called to the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud. They obeyed the laws and the commands that he gave them. O Lord, our God, you answered your people. You showed them, showed them that they are a God who forgives, even though you punished them for their sins. Praise the Lord, our God, and worship at his sacred hill. The Lord, our God, is holy. The last reading comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 4-2. Because we have this hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who had to put a veil over his face so that the people of Israel would not see the brightness fade and disappear. Their minds indeed were closed, and to this very day their minds are covered with the same veil as they read the books from the Old Covenant. The veil is removed only when a person is joined to Christ. Even today, whenever they read the Law of Moses, the veil still covers their minds, but it can be removed. As the scripture says about Moses, his veil was removed when he turned to the Lord. Now the Lord in this passage is the spirit. And when the spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. 
all of us then reflect the glory of the Lord with uncovered faces, and that same glory coming from the Lord, who is the Spirit, transforms us into his likeness in an ever great degree of glory. God in his mercy has given us his work to do, and so we do not become discouraged. We put aside all secret and shameful deeds. We do not act with deceit, nor do we falsify the word of God. In the full light of truth, we live in God's sight and try to commend ourselves to everyone's good conscience. And here ends the readings. Well, it's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. Today, I want to talk to you about secrets. You know, when somebody tells you something or maybe they see something and then they say, don't tell anybody else, well, that's a secret. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard not to tell everyone else the secret or even what they heard or saw. Today is Transfiguration Sunday. Transfiguration is a big word, and that's hard to understand sometimes. But let's see what we can figure out and see what transfiguration means. I'm going to read the story in the Sparks Bible on pages 358 and 359. It's entitled, The Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John were very excited. They were climbing a mountain with Jesus. Higher and higher they climbed, right to the top. Then they noticed something different about Jesus. Jesus' face and clothes were bright and shiny like the sun. Moses and the prophet Elijah were standing with Jesus, talking about God's promise to save the world. Well, Peter just couldn't believe his eyes. Suddenly, a cloud covered the mountain, and a voice said, This is my son. Listen to him. The voice of God. Peter, James, and John, they covered their faces. Then Jesus touched them, and they peeked up, and everything was the same as it was before, even Jesus. On the way back down the mountain, Jesus, Peter, and James, and John talked about God's promise, but they didn't tell anyone else what happened on that mountain for a long time. So you see, transfiguration means change. Jesus changed when he spoke with God, his Father. Jesus' face and clothes were bright and shiny like the sun. And then the disciples, well, they covered their faces. But then after Jesus touched them, Jesus changed back to as he was before. The disciples and Jesus talked about God's promise to save the world as they walked down the mountain. But the disciples didn't say anything about what happened on the mountain. They kept that a secret. The secret was that Jesus was going to save the world. God promised that to everyone. Well, what kind of a secret is that to keep? Do you think you could keep that secret? I don't think I could. God loves me, and he loves you so much that he gave us Jesus who died on the cross and rose from the dead three days later to take away our sins. That's a secret we need to share with everyone. So let's shout it out. Jesus loves me, and Jesus loves you. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, you love me, 
and I love you. Help us to remember that secret and let us share that secret with the whole world. Amen. Thanks, Kathy, for sharing those lessons and that uh, wonderful children's message with us. Since Kathy read the gospel lesson in the Spark Bible, I don't think I'll reread it at this time. It's the story of the transfiguration out of the Gospel of Luke. So just keep that story in mind. Dear friends in Christ, I'd start by asking you if you've ever had a bad day, but of course everybody has had a bad day. Better question would be, when was the last time you had a bad day? You may have come across the very delightful children's book, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. It chronicles the trials and tribulations of Alexander, a little boy for whom everything goes wrong on one particular day. Well, last weekend I felt like I was stuck in that children's book and having not just a bad day, but a bad weekend. Our daughter and son-in-law and their three kids, Ava, who's six, Gabe, who's four, and Clara, who's one, were staying at our cabin for the long President's Day weekend. On Friday, I took Ava and Gabe out to our side yard, which is a little hill that runs down to the lake to go sledding. Unfortunately, I didn't realize just how icy the hill had become, and poor Gabe, lying down headfirst in the plastic sled, went hurtling down the hill and crashed into our boathouse, he wasn't hurt badly, but he was frightened and in tears when I carried him in, sobbing, to the house. I felt terrible. Well, the next day, Saturday, I was determined that Gabe's last memory of sledding for the season wouldn't be of crashing into the boathouse. So, with lots of convincing and a bit of bribery, I got him to go out with me again to the little sledding hill beside our cabin. This time, however, I took all the thick cushions from our downstairs deck chairs and piled them around the boathouse. And this time we only went halfway up the hill. 
and this time I had him sit up feet first in the sled. I let go of the sled and immediately, for no explicable reason, he veered to the left and now was headed right toward our beached aluminum boat dock, whose first section was just about the height of Gabe's head. I watched in horror only to see him duck at the very last moment and slide harmlessly under the dock. I can't remember the last time I was quite so scared or quite so earnest in my thanking God for this providence for this grandson of mine. Gabe seemed unfazed by the near miss, and I decided that that was all the sledding my heart could stand for this season. And then on Sunday in church at Little Falls, I had a whole series of mess-ups. I got the whole confession and forgiveness part of the service wrong. I messed up on pronouncing the last name of the baby, Molly, I was baptizing. I wasn't sure who was reading the lessons, and I startled Eileen Flatten by assuming it was her. It wasn't. It was Jim. And the list could go on and on and on. Maybe it wasn't a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad weekend, but I was reminded repeatedly of my many faults and failures, and I felt kind of low on Sunday afternoon. Well, today is Transfiguration Sunday. We've come to the end of the season of Epiphany and are about to start the season of Lent, and this Sunday sits between the two seasons. We will travel with Jesus and his disciples for 40 days and be reminded in our Bible lessons and in our Sunday services that Jesus is about to experience much, much, much more than a bad, terrible, horrible, no good day. He's headed for betrayal, abandonment, arrest, trial, torture, and finally death on a cross. But just before that long journey toward Calvary and the cross, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on the mountain to pray, to commune with the greatest Old Testament saints, to hear his Father God's thundering affirmation, This is my Son, my Chosen. Listen to him. This is much more than just a quick little getaway with his three closest disciples. This is a critical turning point in Jesus' ministry. And as he turns toward Jerusalem and all that lies in wait for him there, he needs this time away. His time of prayer gives him the chance to fully express to his father all the feelings rushing around in his head and heart. His time with Moses and Elijah provides a deep sense of his connection to the sacred story and his place in bringing redemption to a broken world. And his hearing God's voice full of love and affirmation for him grounds him solidly in the assurance that he's not alone. Jesus is able to gather all the spiritual and emotional resources he needs to face his final days on earth. It wasn't, of course, just this one mountaintop experience that prepared Jesus for his work of caring and sharing, of teaching and healing, of suffering and dying. From the moment he was born and the angel choir sang Alleluia to the moment he took his final breath and the Roman centurion exclaimed, Surely this was the Son of God. Jesus' life was full of moments through which he experienced God's presence and knew God's love. It's not likely that any of us will experience the rejection and pain and suffering our Savior went through. But each of us has had and will have times of rejection, of loneliness, of heartache, of despair. Each of us has had bad days that linger and sad times that seem overwhelming. And because that is part and parcel of life, this text today between Epiphany and Lent 
this mountaintop experience, this moment of recognition that God is right here, right now, right with us, is so very, very important. Just like Jesus, we each need moments and mountaintop experiences to give us the spiritual and emotional wherewithal to walk this journey that is our life. And because not every mountaintop experience is the same, and because not every moment God draws near announces itself, I guess what I'm asking you today is to pay attention to your life. Keep a lookout for the moments and the mountaintop experiences. I remember I had one of those moments, a moment of prayer, the very first time I drove by the little outlet that comes out of Lake Wapagasset, not far from the Duranda Church. It was just about a year ago now when I was driving between Trinity and Duranda and Little Falls churches just to see what each looked like and what my commute would be like from Linston, where I live. I saw the gathering of swans and Canadian geese and assorted ducks, and I was struck by their beauty. As I watched, five swans in a perfect V came in for a landing, the edges of their wings etched in the brilliant rays of the setting sun. I remember being struck by their loveliness and the sense of God's blessing. And I remember another moment, a moment of laughter, this time with the podcast people, Debbie and Jim and Isaac, Steve and Kathy and Eileen. Before the podcast began, we were visiting and Jim was telling us about his daughter's dog that got his tail caught in the sliding glass door of Jim's house. Jim was describing the blood coming from what was left of the dog's tail and that they put the dog in the car and rushed him to Walmart. We were all horrified at the thought of the bloody tail, and we were all puzzled, wondering about why Walmart. Jim replied, well, Walmart is the largest retailer in the country. Retailer, get it? We groaned and we laughed and we laughed. Laughter is the gentle reminder of the reality of redemption. When we laugh, we're reminded of the love and joy of God at work in our lives. It was a lovely little mountaintop moment. And I remember hearing the scriptures read by many voices, including our confirmation kids, hearing through them the word of God, hearing through them God's call and challenge and affirmation. I remember God nearing in the retelling of the nativity story at the Jam Christmas program. I sat up front and watched the marching in and marching out of Mary and Joseph and Jesus, the shepherds and the animals, the carefully rehearsed lines and the occasional chaos as a few details went awry, just like that first Christmas. I remember solemn moment, moments verging on eternity as I sat with those who were dying. Ancient promises, body and blood in the bread and wine, quiet prayers and a sense of the great heavenly host waiting just beyond that long last breath. Even last weekend, when I was struggling with a host of faults and failures, seeing Gabe suddenly duck at the very last second to avoid banging his head against our docks, sliding safely beneath collision and concussion, that too was a moment of deep gratitude. Holy moments all, mountaintop experiences. This past year, you've had those moments, those mountaintop experiences too. I don't know if you've noticed them, but I'm telling you today that you need to notice, you need to pay attention. Here's how Frederick Buechner puts it in his very first devotion in the book, Listening to Your Life. He writes, <coughs> excuse me, 
I discovered that if you really keep, if you really keep your eye peeled to it and your ears open, if you really pay attention to it, even such a limited and limiting life as the one I was living can open up to extraordinary vistas. Taking your children to school and kissing your wife goodbye, eating lunch with a friend, trying to do a decent day's work, hearing the rain patter against the window. There is no event so commonplace but that God is present within it, always hiddenly, always leaving you room to recognize him or not to recognize him, but all the more fascinatingly because of that, all the more compellingly and hauntingly. If I were called upon to state in a few words the essence of everything I was trying to say, both as a writer and as a preacher, it would be something like this. Listen to your life. See it for the fathomless mystery that it is, in the boredom and pain of it no less than in the excitement and gladness. Touch, taste, smell your way to the holy and hidden heart of it, because in the last analysis all moments are key moments, and life itself is grace. Let me end then with a little prayer, this time by Ted Loder from the book Gorillas of Grace. So would you pray with me, please? O oh God, empty me of angry judgments and aching disappointments and anxious trying, and breathe into me something like quietness and confidence, that the lion and the lamb and me may lie down together and be led by trust as straightforward as a little child. Catch my pride and doubt off guard that, at least for a moment, I may sense your presence and your caring, and be surprised by a sudden joy rising in me now to sustain me in the coming then. Amen. O oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great Sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. When through the woods and forest glades I wander, mountains grander and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze and when I think that God his son not sparing 
sent him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my Sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. Shouts of acclamation and take me home. I still will fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God. Sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. Thanks, Jim and Debbie. We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our prayers of intercession. The Lord is poured out upon us in abundance. 
So we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. Transform us by your greatness, O God. Send us down the mountain to share joy with all people. Make us agents of change, confident that your hope will vanquish despair and your goodness will conquer evil. God of grace, hear our prayer. The mountains and valleys sing your praise. Dazzle us with your presence in every landscape. Bluffs built by ancient glaciers, canyons carved by flowing rivers, flat horizons with uninterrupted views, and sands shaped by ocean tides. God of grace, hear our prayer. You love justice and establish equity. Strengthen leaders of local governments, community nonprofits, and grassroots campaigns. Bless them with gifts of integrity, creativity, and sound conscience. Build up safe and joyful communities where all people may thrive. God of grace, hear our prayer. Heal those who are in distress. And we especially remember Rachel and Derek Helling, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Jeanette Helling, Fuddy Wiegang, Craig Olson. Give patience to those waiting for answers. Grant hope to those who have reached the limits of treatment. Give compassionate hearts to those who accompany loved ones through illness and uncertainty. God of grace, hear our prayer. Today we shout Alleluia from the mountaintop. This week we enter the wilderness of Lent. Bless all who prepare and lead us in worship during this change of season. Pastor Greg, deacons, musicians, and all who contribute to our worship life. God of grace, hear our prayer. Blessed are they who listen to Christ's voice in this life and now rest with him, especially Martin Tantberg. Transform us from glory into glory and give us your peace that we do not lose our heart. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power. We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. I'll invite you to bless yourself or someone you're worshiping with using the Trinity formula, which is, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. Would you pray with me as I do a little offering prayer at this time? Let's pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We continue then with the communion part of our service, and I'll invite you, if you would like, to get a wafer or some bread and grape juice or wine, and just have that now handy as we go through our little communion service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution, then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. So hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Would you join me as we pray together the Lord's Prayer? Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or the wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now take the wine or the grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Receive the communion blessing. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. I'll also do the benediction then at this time. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our closing songs. Jim and Debbie.
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. No matter what may be